Welcome to WADA, ADA Live Talk Radio, brought to you by Southeast ADA Center, your leader for information, training, and guidance on the Americans with Disabilities Act. And here's your host. Good afternoon and welcome to WADA, ADA Live. On behalf of the Southeast ADA Center, the Burton Blatt Institute at Syracuse University, and the ADA National Network, welcome to the 16th episode of ADA Live. My name is Sally Weiss, and I am Director of Knowledge Translation for the Southeast ADA Center. Our guest today is my colleague, Jim DeYoung, Director of the Great Plains ADA Center, and our topic is a 2015 National ADA Symposium that will be held in Atlanta from May 10th to May 13th. ADA Live listening audience, you can submit your questions about the ADA Symposium at any time on adalive.org. Jim, welcome to our show. Sally, thank you very much. Nice to talk with you again. I always enjoy our conversations. Jim, please tell our listeners about the ADA Symposium, what it is, and how many symposiums there have been to date. The ADA Symposium is the national uh, conference on training on the ADA as well as related subjects. And this will be our 19th symposium that's been held nationally. We have generally had people come from every state in the union and expect that to be the same this year. Um, And it provides numerous breakout sessions, in fact, 72 various breakout sessions that people will have the option to select from and to attend as they wish on topics that range all the way from transportation accessibility to website accessibility to the history of the ADA and employment and pretty much anything you can think of that is related to the ADA. And as I said, we've had it for 19 years. We have been in various cities before, but never before in the southeast or in Atlanta. And so we are particularly excited uh, to be coming to your region and your area to offer this great national training conference that we do annually for that will be close and easily accessible for the people uh, of your region. Thank you, Jim. Would you talk a little bit about how and why the Great Plains ADA Center decided to hold the first few symposiums? Well, some may not be aware, but the Great Plains serves uh, Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, and Missouri, and sometimes we help out our counterparts with uh, the states that that touch us. Those of us in Missouri here realize we have numerous states that, that border our state. And so we are commonly referred to as living in the flyover zone. Uh, People on their way from Washington will fly to Denver or to San Francisco. And it was our theory to uh, realize that people in our our region could not all afford necessarily to get to Washington, D.C. as often as they may wish or to some of the the, the variety of, of trainings that may have been being offered or discussions on the ADA. So we said, what we're going to do is bring Washington to you. And so we would bring in federal representatives from the U.S. Department of Justice, 
Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the United States Access Board, the U.S. Department of Transportation, and bringing them into Kansas City or St. Louis or Omaha so that people would be able to hear them locally and, and learn and be able to participate and ask questions. From that, if you will, smaller idea, we then began to realize that, as you well know, there are numerous experts in particular fields in various parts of the country. There may be uh, an expert on housing like Kathy Gibbs that lives in the Boston area, or we may be interested in Lex Frieden, of course, many know in the disability rights movement from Houston, Texas. And we thought that it would be great to be able to bring a mixture of the experts and people uh, that represent the federal agencies as those, as well as those uh, living out in local communities and in particular states with experience and knowledge about not only the regulations of the ADA, but exciting and interactive and successful techniques of implementing the ADA, whether it be in a small town, whether it be in a large city, whether it be in a corporation, um, or whatever venue, a university or a college. And so the idea to bring everybody together under one roof uh, to have the multitude of sessions. And that's how it began, and this is how it has grown now to being the national uh, ADA training conference that occurs annually. And we've been fortunate enough, as I said, to have moved it around the country and are so excited to be coming to Atlanta in 2015. We're delighted to be able to co-host this symposium with you. Can you be a little bit more specific about some of the presenters or faculty that you've invited for the 2015 symposium? Certainly. Um, I've mentioned to you a couple of the names, but let me expound, would be John Wodash was former uh, chief of the Civil Rights Division of the U.S. Department of Justice, now retired, but obviously still uh, retains a great deal of knowledge on the history of the ADA, as well as going back to, as many may remember, the Rehabilitation Act in Section 504, and very honestly talks as it relates to the 64 Civil Rights Act, too. So John is a very sought-after speaker and part of our faculty. Another example would be Sally Conway, who is currently with the U.S. Department of Justice and probably the most tireless person in providing technical assistance to people throughout the country. We will have representatives from the International Code Commission. Um, as people may know, that the ADA has the 2010 accessibility standards, and we are trying to blend those constantly with the International Building Code. We will have representatives from there to talk about where those blend together or where they might you know, vary. There's really about four different areas there. So there's a great deal of interest for people in the design community to be able to hear from not only the Department of Justice, but also from the International Code Commission. And of course, we'll have representatives from the U.S. Access Board, such as Melissa Anderson speaking about public rights of way, a very large emerging issue that we'll soon be seeing standards on. Or Jill Bonke, who is with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission and very honestly continually ranks as our top presenter uh, we'll have a gentleman, Ed Newberg, who's an ADA coordinator with the city of Denver. 
um, speaking about the activities of what they've gone through to become accessible, but also they were under a Department of Justice court order. So we'll get to hear that. But we'll also hear things from uh, a woman, Nanette Bowles, who works with the Phoenix Suns and the issues of accessible stadiums and ticketing, and get to hear from some of the talented people that uh, we get to call colleagues, as a matter of fact, like your own Pam Williamson, uh, as well as Peter Blank uh, from, of course, uh, Syracuse University, people like Michael Morris, who you and I have known for years, and those who don't, has been in Washington and a major advocate and proponent of the Americans with Disabilities Act, and also to hear from some of the uh, great advocates uh, who have worked sometimes in the streets to bring forward the issue of equal rights for people with disabilities, uh, such as um, Mark Johnson um, and Bob Kafka. So we're very excited that this large group of people, I want to make it clear that we don't just target one area of the ADA. We do cover all aspects of it, from design to employment to web accessibility to physical access to communication access um, to speaking very honestly about access and correction facilities. Jim, I've been to several symposiums, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Can you explain to someone who might be new to this what they could expect to find? What would be a typical day at the symposium? I'm glad you asked that question because, uh, first of all, I can say it can be exhausting. It can be a sensory overload. Our sessions are generally broke into uh, an hour and a half or an hour and 45-minute session. So on a typical day, a person would wake up and we provide a networking breakfast uh, where people are very excited about it in the morning. They can get together with either people from their same state or region or get together with people from their area of interest and while having a, a very nice breakfast, be able to talk about that subject area of concern to them or about things happening in their that area. From there, then, they'd go to one of what I keep referring to as our breakout sessions that would then take place. There would probably be two of them in the morning that they would move to. We do leave enough time between sessions for people to chat a little bit, take care of normal business, as well as uh, if one has, for instance, a physical impairment, the ability to get to the next session. So they'd have then that second session in the morning. They may, in that first one, say, go to a discussion on rec creation guidelines. The second one they might go to might be um, uh, what are some of the rules and regulations and experiences of Googling if an employer is Googling applicants for a job position and what that might entail for the individual with a disability trying to get a job. Then we will move on to our luncheon, which we're always very excited about as a sit-down luncheon with a keynote speaker that we're very much hoping I, I, that it will be Representative John Lewis to speak about the advancement of human rights in America from the Civil Rights Act up to the ADA. Um, and from that point then, we would have a break period for people to be able to, again, network and move on again to breakout sessions. Uh, generally, there would be two then in the afternoon that they would be able to attend. So that would repeat itself. Uh, a couple of days, the uh, symposium lasts for 
essentially two and a half to three days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We do have pre-con sessions on Sunday. So if someone, Sally, had never attended an ADA before uh, training or they were new to the field, we do a basics training course about the ADA on Sunday afternoon so people can feel up to speed and up to par to attend the more in-depth sessions. And uh, when I get a chance, I very much like to tell you about our opening reception when you feel that's appropriate. I will ask you that shortly. ADA Live listening audience, if you have a question about the 2015 National ADA Symposium, you can submit it at any time at our online forum at adalive.org. And now a word from our sponsors. The Great Plains ADA Center, located in Columbia, Missouri, at the University of Missouri Human Environmental Sciences Architectural Studies Department, is a member of the ADA National Network. Established in 1991, the Great Plains ADA Center serves individuals, families, and entities of Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, and Nebraska. The Great Plains ADA Center combines expertise on ADA federal guidelines with years of hands-on experience to provide technical assistance, training, and products that are effective and user-friendly. For answer to your ADA questions, contact the ADA National Network at one 800-949-4232. Welcome back. We're talking with Jim DeYoung about the 2015 ADA Symposium. Jim, you wanted to talk about the opening reception. Yes, we're very excited that we have been able to secure the uh, new uh, National Civil Rights uh, and Human Rights Museum in Atlanta that many people may be familiar with. Um, and if not, uh, we're excited to say that Sunday evening um, on the uh, 10th of May, we will hold a reception for participants of the symposium at the museum. We're very excited we'll have this exclusively. I could add, too, that it's being catered by Wolfgang Puck uh, for those foodies. Um, but it will give people a chance to be able to tour the museum, interact with one another, get comfortable with meeting people from across the country, as well as a very exciting fact is there will be former freedom riders that will be present to articulate and tell their own stories from uh, back at the times of civil rights struggles, along with representatives that fought for access to transportation, uh, particularly known as ADAPT uh, here for people with disabilities that will also be sharing those experiences as well. So we're very excited for that to be our official opening of the um, ADA Symposium in 2015. Jim, it's going to be a very exciting symposium and a combination of celebration of both civil rights acts and achievements. Can you go back to talking about the actual symposium it sounds like there are going to be different sessions to choose from. Are they organized into different tracks? Yes, we, we, we do put them in tracks, but you're not forced to stay within a single track. As an example, we'll have a track on design. But you may be interested in, let's say, of the, the uh, eight different sessions there um, in the design track, you may only be interested in four of them you would be able, when registering, to pick those that you'd want to go to and then pick others, say, in the employment track. Or if you're an ADA coordinator 
for a person with a disability, perhaps just with community interest, you could move into one of those. So even though they're called tracks, they're not, uh, it's not a requirement that an individual stay strictly within that. You are allowed to select uh, each um, time zone, time section where you want to be. Jim, could you explain the registration process just a little bit? From what you said, I believe I go and I register for the symposium, then I can look at all the sections offered? That is correct. And as a matter of fact, and I appreciate you asking, is the fact that on January 5th, 2015, we will go up live on our website, which is the ADA Symposium dot org and people will be able to register or even to just peruse the sessions of there will be a matrix there that will show all 72 breakout sessions that will be available also i think that um, i should make it clear to your audience this is not designed strictly for those for instance who are architects or those who are in the transportation business this is purposely developed to reflect society that we are attempting to enlighten and to integrate. So there, there are representatives and there are sessions designed for people in the design field, in employment field, in the public works field, in general employment. Uh, last year I know we had many participants from the financial industry, and we expect that to be the same this year. So what we see is a mixing, just as one would in society, of store owners and corporate executives or, or human resource managers with architects and engineers and people with disabilities of all different types from all over the country. And so there is an interest, we believe, for everybody. It could be for a recreational therapist or a person that just loves recreation and wants to know how they can make their community recreation facilities more accessible, it's there, to the healthcare industry and making uh, the healthcare industry more accessible and usable and, to people with disabilities. So what we see is a wide variety of sessions that are also attracted to a wide variety audience, and that's really what we get attending. So when someone goes up on that website, they could either just peruse it and think about it, or they could begin the registration process of selecting the actual sessions they wish to attend, and then they will get an email indicating to them what that will be. Let me add that while they're at the symposium, they will then be able to use an app uh, to negotiate the various sessions that they're attending or the activities going on. We have an app uh, which people will be able to download at the uh, session that will take care of that. One other point I'd like to make is we are trying to be very green conscious, and I think we may have been one of the first in the country, that we do not mail out a lot of materials at a time or give out a lot of materials in the sessions, but we do have a website people can go to and either download that material onto their smart device or be able to print the materials themselves if they care to so that we're, again, trying to be green as possible. Jim, would you give our listeners the website one more time? That would be www.adasymposium.org. Jim, what sort of feedback have you had from previous symposiums? 
one of the great things about that is we do an extensive evaluation to anyone who participates. And in fact, this coming year, it's going to be, we're going to do it where people can do it right on site as well. But the feedback has been number one, that, that 100% of attendees indicate that what they learned at the symposium, they have used to help implement the ADA in their work or their community. And the other part that people point out very strongly that is good about the ADA is the ability to network with others, either others of the of a same profession or others of a same community, or to learn from people from different communities or different activities. And there's so much value placed on this networking that we constantly hear that on our feedback. And we think we provide that venue both at, during the breakfast sessions, during the lunches, and by trying to have a little extra time between sessions so people can chat as they're going from one to the other. Beyond that, as you see, we have no evening activities planned. And we, what we find is many people end up gathering together to go out to dinner together to share those experiences. So networking, even though not written in as a session, is the underlying and very huge strength of the ADA Symposium for all attendees. We're going to pause now for a word from our sponsors, then we'll be right back. The Southeast ADA Center is your leader in providing information, training, and guidance on the Americans with Disabilities Act and disability access tailored to the needs of business, government, and individuals at local, state, and regional levels. The Southeast ADA Center, located in Atlanta, Georgia, is a member of the ADA National Network and serves eight states in the Southeast region. For answers to your ADA questions, contact the ADA National Network at 1-800-949-4232. Welcome back to our conversation with Jim DeYoung about the 2015 National ADA Symposium. We've been talking about registering for the symposium. One of our listeners asked how she can request an interpreter. Could you tell us about how someone can ask for an interpreter or large print or other types of accommodations? Um, certainly, again, certainly, Sally. And, and, again, we not only try to reflect society, but we try to reflect the best practices uh, as required and um, suggested by the Americans with Disabilities. So any sort of reasonable accommodation by an individual can be requested on the on the accessible website when they register. Uh, if that uh, is not adequate alone or if they need to do that, for instance, do not have electronic access and they register uh, through paper, then we can have a telephone conversation with them. But we have a large cadre of interpreters available for the symposium, as well as we have done real-time captioning for the large sessions as well as individual sessions when requested. Large print or electronic print, as many prefer, will be made available for anybody needing that accommodation. So whatever the accommodation, what we're finding most common these days is food allergies also and people requesting accommodations for the lunches or the breakfast. And I think we have been able to successfully meet all the requests we've always had in the past. So it's very clear on the forms and the website, um, as well as staff is more than willing to address any issue and accommodate uh, any, any reasonable accommodation request. Let me just share one additional factor we're going to 
for the first time have at this symposium, Sally, that I know you'll find exciting too. But for visually impaired people, there will be an app this time that you'll be able, if you have a smart device, be able to go on to, and there will be sensors located throughout the entire conference area that you merely will need to ask your smart device, for instance, uh, can you direct me to the women's bathroom on the first floor? It will give you exact directions and lead you to that site. Or if you said, I'd like to visit the booth on accessible technology, I don't think I've, or the area, I don't think I've mentioned that Georgia Tech will be uh, having their own room filled with all the latest uh, assistive technology devices available for the public to look at. This app would guide that visually impaired person to that site. This will be the first time that this new product has been used in a national conference, and we're very excited to be able to have uh, linked with them to highlight uh, this avenue of greater access for those with visual impairments. We've been told it also assists many people who sometimes are, are just directionally impaired, if you will. You were talking about me, weren't you, Jim? I was really speaking about one of my staff members, but if you fall in that area, Sally, then uh, we're glad we're going to be able to accommodate you better. I'm going to self-identify on that one. I get lost (laughs) just coming out of a room. (laughs) I don't think you're alone, and particularly, you know, you get in a new area venue, and I think this device will be useful for, for many more than just those who have visual impairments. Thank you, Jim. I know that last year's symposium sold out very quickly. You said that the registration opened this year, January 15th, I believe. How many people do you expect for this, for the 2015 symposium? Let me first correct you, and that's one of the rare things I've ever had to do because normally, Sally, you never need correcting, but it's January 5th registration will be in, not the 15th, but January 5th, shortly after the new year. And so people will be able to register at that time. We will be expecting over 700 people to attend. Last year, the number came out right around 720. We can hold at this conference setting uh, with the various rooms. I think people know there's fire uh, standards that don't allow you to put too many people in a room. And with this large number of breakout rooms, we can handle up to about 725 participants. So that would be the limit. Last year, we uh, sold out two months after registration opened. So I can only encourage your listeners um, and everybody interested to please register as early as possible. Uh, What we do do, just so you're aware, is we block off a session as it fills. So you may go up there, and the registration in general is still open, But that session, for instance, on the ADA and Homestead that you wanted to attend has already filled. So that's why I strongly recommend to people the sooner the better, the earlier the better. Um, And we certainly hope to see people there. Um, But the way that can happen is that they get registered as soon as possible. Thank you, Jim. We're almost out of time. Do you have any final comments you want to share with our audience about the 2015 ADA Symposium? I would like to let people know that we do have, uh, we are aware of allergies and we we ask for a, a, you know, uh, people to be aware of obviously not smoking, that's not allowed in the building at all, and obviously to 
uh, uh, trying to be sent free. So we wanted our listeners to be aware of that, too. We think this is going to be the biggest, largest, and appropriately uh, celebration of the 25th anniversary of the ADA. And we're very excited to be able to collaborate first with the Southeast ADA Center, as well as with the National Center for Civil and Human Rights to hold our reception. So thank you very much for allowing me to share this information with your listeners, and we just hope to see everybody uh, in May in Atlanta. Thank you, Jim. At this time, I would like to thank Jim DeYoung, Director of the Great Plains ADA Center, for joining us today on WADA, ADA Live, and also thank you, to our ADA Live listening audience. The Southeast ADA Center is grateful for your support and participation in this series of WADA ADA Live broadcasts. Remember, you can submit questions about any of our ADA Live topics by going to adalive.org. If you have questions about the Americans with Disabilities Act, please contact your regional ADA Center at 1-800-949-4232. That's one 800 9-4-9-4232. All calls are free and confidential. Join us again next month on February 4th, 2015, for another episode of ADA Live. Thank you for listening to ADA Live Talk Radio. Brought to you by the Southeast ADA Center. Remember to join us the first Wednesday of each month for another ADA topic. And you can call 1-800-949-4232 for answers to your ADA questions.